My name's Eric. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here at Crosspoint, and uh, I love this right here. I love it when, when you guys get to come in. Are you guys excited about baptisms today? Yes. Are you guys excited about baptism? I don't know, guys. They might have done a better job. You want to try it one more time? Are you guys excited about baptisms today? Yeah! All right, they win. Um, okay, so we have four. We have four baptisms today, and, and if you're new here or if you're not familiar with baptism itself, um, uh, baptism is a way for us as believers of, in Christ to. Um, just declare publicly uh, our confession of faith to him, uh, that, that we're following him, that we've laid down our lives and, and said, um, hey, I don't want to live for myself anymore. I want to live for Jesus. Uh, baptism itself is not that moment. It's just a symbol, like a wedding ring that I have on. It tells people that I'm married. Uh, it's not the thing that made me married. It was the commitment that I made to my wife before God. And so um, that's what baptism is. Uh, are there people behind the curtain back here? You guys want to come out? Yes. Okay. Um, so this is David. Everybody say, hey, David. Hey. And uh, I just want to read something real quick. Um, I love this guy right here, and I'm super excited that he's standing up here today because um, David is not a people person, and, uh, and I don't want to really draw too much attention to him this morning because of that, but... Um, the very fact that he's willing to come out here and publicly go, I want to follow Jesus in front of all these people, says a big, big something to me. I've, I've had a, 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 the privilege of talking to him this week, um, and, and, and I just want to read you a few of his thoughts. Um, I'm not going to make him talk. So, uh, but these are, these are his thoughts, okay, that he shared this week to me said, Jesus gave his life for us so we can be free. I want to surrender my life to him. I want to show others that I'm letting Jesus control my life. I know that, that getting baptized won't magically make everything better all at once, but I want to let everyone know that I'm giving Jesus and God everything and follow him from now on. I want to surrender my life for Jesus like he did for me. Isn't that great? Like, I love that, that, that we can, uh, in the midst of, our own weaknesses. We just sang about this, like take my offering, God, and make it pleasing to you. And, and, and this guy right here, and you're going to hear some other stories of the other people getting baptized, but Dave even talked about this last week, that, that Jesus cleans us from the inside out, right? And the baptism is a symbol of us being washed. It's a symbol of us being cleansed from our sin, but I think sometimes we miss the, the, the point of, of um, coming and celebrating together and think that we have to have everything uh, in order. And yet, here's a, a guy who says, look, I know this isn't going to solve all my problems, but I know this is what Jesus tells me I should do, and I want to follow him with my life. And so we're going to celebrate that this morning. Can we do that together? You guys with me? Um, and I just want to read this verse real quick. This is from Second Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, it's verse... 9 and 10. And this is Paul talking about the, the thorn in his flesh, um, this, this ailment that he has. He says, but he said to me, this is referring to God. This is Paul talking. 
He said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly, and this is Paul talking again, about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think this whole idea of baptism is is a reminder for us to show people that, hey, in the midst of my weakness, God is making me strong. Amen? Are you ready? You want to get in here? Yes. We might lose those in there somewhere. David, is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Yes. I baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I always remind people to bring a towel, and I forget to bring one myself. Hey, this is Eli. Everybody say, hey, Eli. Hey, this is Craig. Everybody say, hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. I'm going to turn the mic over to Craig. This is my favorite part right here where the father gets to baptize the son, so I'm just going to step aside. Good morning. Uh, as Eric said, this is Eli. He's seven years old, and I think in a minute he's going to tell a little bit about the night when he accepted Christ. Uh, and initially, as a seven-year-old, when he told us, we were a little bit skeptical until we heard the story. And then we were really excited. And then uh, just shortly after he accepted Christ, uh, in, in small group, we started studying First Timothy. There was a verse in, in First Timothy that really struck a chord with us. It's uh, chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Do not let others look down upon you because you are young, but set the example for other believers in speech and conduct and faith, and love, and impurity. And it was a reminder to us that no matter how old you are, whether you're 5 or 95, that God can work in your life, and he can do awesome things through you. And there's four people up here today setting the example, being bold enough to come up in front of 100, 200, 300 people. They're setting the example because I know there's people out there today, you've accepted Christ, you have not yet taken that next step to get baptized, because it's a little bit intimidating up here. But if these four people can do it up here, I know you can too. So maybe it's time for you to set the example for your family, for your friends, and for your church to come up and take that next step towards baptism. I was at a one and they asked if anybody wanted to accept Jesus as their Savior. And I was a little bit afraid at first, but I but I did it anyways. I did it because I thought that eternal life was better than being just afraid.
He's almost baptized already. <laughs> Eli, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Good job, Good job. All right, next we have Joe. Everybody say, hey, Joe. And, uh, and John is going to baptize Joe. Um, John just asked me if you hold the nose and the back of the head, so I'll stay close, okay, just in case. Um, I just wanted to say uh, real quick how much... Uh, how awesome this guy is. Um, if you guys have ever, I, I know tons of you guys know a lot of uh, living, breathing, walking, talking miracles, but this is one right here. And uh, I just wanted to say that. And um, God has taught me so much to this individual right here. And uh, I'm just, I just can't wait to dunk him. So. All right. I have a little speech prepared for all of y'all. Bear with me. Uh, as I said, yeah, my name is Joe. I live in Germantown Hills, and about two weeks ago, I was an atheist. I was an atheist about four years, and I had zero belief in anything supernatural whatsoever. Um, I laughed and faced the Christians, all of their beliefs. Didn't matter what you had to say, just laughed at you. Um, I've been through probably more than any of you can probably imagine ever. If you can think of anything horrible that can happen to you, I've been there, I've seen it, I've experienced it, but I'm still here today. Because of those experiences, led me to believe if there was a God, why didn't he protect me? Why didn't he help me through it? Why didn't he shield me from all those bad and horrible things that could possibly happen to you? Uh, it took my grandmother passing to be here today. It took the death slowly of my grandmother to be here today. My dad's a Christian, you know, so he wasn't really cool about the whole not believing in God thing. So I was like, you know what? Might make him happy. Might make him happy to see me coming out here, see me doing my thing, becoming a Christian, at least listening to what they had to say. It took me going to a campus life at Metamore High School to really get things going. Just so happened that night, John Watts was the speaker. John, if you know his story, has a pretty similar story to mine, and it really reached me. I walked in there with a hardened heart and a closed mind, and I left there, to say the least, confused. So I reached out to John. I reached out. I looked for him on Facebook, finally founding him, and I talked to him for about an hour, hour and a half. We ended that conversation, and I was thoroughly confused. <laughs> So I started reading up, started looking back into my life. And it took me looking back and seeing places where God has been in my life. Places where God has taken me out of certain situations, leading me to where I am today. I, I could have stayed home. I could have not gone to campus life. I could have not tried to make my dad happy. I wouldn't be here today. Not in a million years would I imagine this, I'd be standing in front of you today. John takes zero credit for what's happening here. He believes that his message was conveyed to him by God, and I totally agree. But the way that he presented it, 
It was beautifully done. It reached to me in the deepest pits of my soul and in my heart. So, you know, I guess I'll stop talking now and let you all see me get dunked. But if you're going to take anything away from this, just know that miracles do happen every day because it's a miracle that I am here standing in front of you today about to get dunked in this trough. So... Joe, do you love Jesus and accept him as your Lord and Savior? Absolutely. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Dave. Everybody say, hey, Dave. I'm just going to give it to Dave. I love this guy. He's one of my hype leaders. And, uh, and to see the work that God's done in his life over this past year, I'm so excited about dunking him that I'm afraid I'm going to forget to bring him back up. So you guys help me. Morning. I was raised in a Christian home by loving parents, but I never truly felt, I never had a heartfelt relationship for Jesus. As a teenager, I had insecurities, suffered from bouts of depression, and I seeked ungodly ways to numb my pain, like drugs, alcohol, and unhealthy relationships, toxic relationships. When I turned 18, I learned I was going to become a father and thought I'd better get my act together, do the responsible thing. So I got married, and I joined the Marine Corps. Exactly. I love the Marine Corps, but the Marine lifestyle and a dysfunctional marriage just don't work. By the age of 22, I was dealing with the pain of a divorce and the agony of living out in every other weekend relationship with my daughter. And that is a a deep pain that I still feel today. She's 21, and I still hurt over that, the weeks of um, looking forward to the Friday of picking her up and the weekend going by like a blink of an eye, and then the agony of having to drop her off on Sunday, and the whole two weeks would start over again. Um, I was bitter, I was hurting, and I was growing farther and farther away from God. When I met my wife, Cindy, I hadn't gone to church in over eight years, and I started attending her church. And being raised in a Catholic church, Her church was like a circus to me. It was just so different. I couldn't even soak it all in. But even then, I wasn't there for Jesus. I was there. I was there to feel good about going to church 
and to pull the wool over her parents' eyes so that they saw their daughter with a guy that would go to church. Um, I loved her with all my heart, and I loved being married. But those unresolved conflicts from the past, those previous hurts, followed me into my new marriage. And be honest, I was not a very good husband. I started going to a Sunday school class at that church. And uh, two men taught that class. And for the first time, I'd heard the message of Jesus in a way that it was new to me, and it meant something to me. They talked about God, how they talked, how they taught was firm, but it encouraged me. And from those couple of years in that class, they planted a seed in my heart that I'll say was in rocky soil, but there was still a seed. That church fell apart. Pains from my past continued to eat me alive. Financial burdens, marital conflict had left me even more angry and depressed. And to add insult to injury, my years of work in concrete were starting to take a toll on my body. My elbows were bad and uh, Concrete finisher with bad elbows is worthless. So I went to my doctor, and my doctor gave me pain pills. And they worked at first. But the pain started to get worse as time went by, as weeks went by, as months went by. The pain got so bad and took over my entire body to describe the feeling, I, I couldn't walk without being in pain. I couldn't take a hug from my daughter without it hurting. Every inch of my skin hurt. I went days without sleep. And as I laid there, day after day, unable to play with my kids, spiraling so deep into depression that I don't even know who I was. Watching my marriages fall apart. I was at such a low that I thought I cannot live like this any longer. And that isn't when I found Christ. That was when I almost went to a level, I almost took it to a step where I wouldn't be able to come back. At a point I had an idea in my head that I mean, I had been to specialists. I had had tests done. I was taking probably seven or eight different pills to combat the pain. Well, I went to a different kind of doctor. I talked to a counselor, a drug counselor, and told him my symptoms. The next day, I checked into the detox program at Proctor Hospital, 
and learned that basically I'd gone through about a year and a half of withdrawing from a drug. The drug was causing my pain. Those nine days I was in stage one detox, I had, I had tremors, I had uh, panic attacks, my skin felt like it was on fire. I went 11 days before I slept. My mind was gone. In that pain, that physical pain, in that mental agony, a thought kept going through my head where I would see my Savior carrying his cross and falling down and then getting back up and falling down and ultimately dying for me. And in that pain, while I lied there, the past pains in my heart started started to unravel. They started to go away. When I got out of the, about the time that that all happened and I got out of the drug program at Proctor, it was about the time that Cindy and I started attaining, starting attending cross points back at the school. And there I started developing relationships with people heartful relationships, healthy relationships, reverse of the toxic relationships that I had thrived on my entire life. Um, I got into the programs, like started helping with hype, and Cindy and I got into small groups, and through the last, especially these last several months, going through the detox that I went through there, going through a different detox here, through the Dave's message, and message of our small groups about going back and taking these past hurts that Satan has put in you that you just can't let go. And if you don't let go of them, they follow you throughout your life and they affect everything you do. It is contrary to what God wants you to do. He wants you to go and make disciples and bring people in. And if you're so broken from your past and can't accept that your Savior died for you so that you can let those sins go, you can't bring other people in either. So it's just a revolving circle of pain and trauma that my Savior dying for me broke. Um, All those times, those last year and a half, I still have issues and I have days that I feel terrible. But the difference now is that I know now I serve a master that is there for me. I can feel him embrace me. And he can carry me where I need to go. And for that, I am thankful. And I am also thankful that my kids get to watch their dad get baptized. It was warm when the first guy got in. Um, 
Can we just take a minute and, and just understand that there's nobody in this room that has lived or will ever live a perfect life and that, that in the midst of whatever you're going through, I pray that these testimonies today would be a reminder that there's always hope in Jesus. Amen? And that even though, like, he'll get baptized and, and maybe even this afternoon some of those old thoughts might come back in or, or, uh, or he might have some physical pain, but God is there, right? And so my challenge to you and my encouragement to you is to, is to lean in to, to who God is in your life and to let him continue to remake you from the inside out. We're all in uh, a work in process, right? Have you adjusted to the water temperature yet? Dave, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Yes. I baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.